0: Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? On Thank you, Jay,
1: and hello, everyone. It is good having you with us on, are you listening, of the International Gospel Hour. Let us address the latter part of the beautiful prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ in John 17. H. L. Hester, in his book, The Heart of the New Testament, on page 199, observed, John 17 is the real Lord's Prayer. In this deeply moving experience, He prays. First, for himself, for his disciples, and for the whole world, all believers in all ages. Let's conclude this study of the Lord's Prayer in John 17 as we consider verses 24 through 26, and we'll do so momentarily. Before we begin, please know that this is the fifth of five programs on the Prayer of Jesus from John 17. If you've been with us, we are so glad that time allotted you to join us each and every opportunity. However, if you were unable to hear any of the other broadcasts on the prayer of Jesus from John 17, let us hear from you by going to our webpage at internationalgospelhour.com, go to the contact tab and let us know which program you are looking for, and we will get back with you. We can send you the link that you may listen to that broadcast. But also, our Jay Webb has some help in that area as well. Brother Jay.
0: Hello, friends. Miss a broadcast of Are You Listening? Please know you may easily access previous broadcasts through our podcast partners at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. Just search for International Gospel Hour, and you can find previous broadcasts of Are You Listening? They are always there, 24-7, for you to listen or download. And now, let's continue our study today.
1: And now, reading from our text of John, the 17th chapter, beginning with verse 24. Jesus said, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you. But I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. Oh, dear friends, to behold the glory of Christ, His prayer and His plea. And as this prayer ends with glory, please recall it began with glory. Verses 1-5 through of John 17 says, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Jesus prayed to be glorified, that the Father may be glorified. In so doing, eternal life is a promise unto the obedient, Let's conclude our thoughts on this prayer by thinking of the glory of Christ. You know, behold the glory of His birth. When He came into this earth, what was penned in Luke chapter 2 beginning with verse 8? Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Oh, dear friends, what a beautiful thought. Behold the glory of His birth. Glory to God in the highest. We are affirmed in John 1.14 that the Word, that being Christ, was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When we think about the glory of Christ and how the glory came upon Him and the glory upon the Father, that due to the prayer of Jesus, there is our glory that is in Christ In the prayer of Jesus, and we're encouraged and strengthened by the glory of His birth, that Jesus came into this world through the prophecy of man as God directed, and even in the eternal purpose of God, He sent His Son into the world. And that when the fullness of time was come, in Galatians 4 and verse 4, Christ came forth born of a woman and under the law. To glory to God in the highest of His birth. But it doesn't stop there. Let's behold the glory of His life, His death, His resurrection. In Luke 19.10, we find in the life of Christ that He had come into the world to seek and save that which was lost. For the Son of Man is come, the Scripture says. The Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost the phrase son of man has such a strong connotation to it in the fact that we see jesus as both divine and also human that he came into this world and he knows what man endures he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin hebrews 4:14 4, through 16 but he knows what we go through when we are tempted he knows our struggles According to Paul in Philippians 2, he took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Thanks be to God for the purpose of Christ coming into this world and the life that he lived. And because of this, there is glory in my obedience to him. Listen to Romans 6 and verse 4 that reminds us that even so we would be raised to walk in a newness of life. Speaking of the even so, the glory of His resurrection concerning our obedience. According to the Scripture, when a person comes up out of the waters of baptism, they are a new creation in Christ. They begin to walk anew. Faith alone cannot grant a new person in Christ. Repentance cannot grant a new person in Christ. Confession cannot grant a new person in Christ. They are aiming toward that way, but it takes the act of baptism into Christ, then we are raised up by the glory of the Father, even so we also should be made or raised to walk in newness of life. Dear friends, we also glory in His cross. It was Paul that said in Galatians six fourteen, but God forbid that I should glory Except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. We're going to glory in the cross. It reminds me of that hymn. In the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever. We also glory in His promises. Listen to Peter in Second Peter 1, beginning with verse 3. According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Again, that's Second Peter 1, 3 and 4. We glory in our lives only in Christ Christ. Lives that are in Christ and lives that are created after Christ, according to 1 Peter 2.21 and 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1. Those are lives that are victorious. Let's pause for a moment and
0: hear from our j Webb. Kind listeners, would you love to know more about Jesus? To know more of the victory one has in Christ? We have a special study in one booklet called Victory in Jesus, and it is absolutely free. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information name, address, and type Victory Study. We'll send it as soon as possible. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff and our study.
1: We beheld the glory of His birth. We beheld the glory of His life, His death, His resurrection. Dear friends, with that being said, let us live our lives to behold the glory of His return. In Matthew 25:31 the Bible tells us that the Son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. It's quite simple dear friends if we expect to appear with Christ in glory then we must be obedient through his word to be obedient to his commands of faith in him according to Hebrews 11:6 and John 8:24. Of repentance as he commanded in Luke thirteen, verse five, and as Peter preached in Acts two thirty eight, of confession that we would confess him before men, as commanded in Matthew ten, thirty two and thirty three, and confession is made unto salvation, Romans ten, nine and ten. And yes, dear friends, Jesus commanded us to be baptized into Christ, with his words of Mark sixteen, sixteen, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. We will then begin to walk a faithful life with Him, a new life in Christ. Dear friends, we're thankful for the glory of Christ and for the study of this great prayer. Let's continue studying together, shall we? Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie. Until next time, keep listening.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.